Hey River, you are 1,529 days old. I'm on day 12 or 13 of quarantine of the 2020 uh, coronavirus pandemic, and I figured I might as well do an audiobook version of this book, Uncover Satan, Recover Thyself. I posted on Facebook to try and see if anybody wanted to also join in, and some of them did. And this is the recording I'm saying this because some of the audio is a little wonky because the program crashed halfway between and I had to uh, record it with a different program Uh, but here you go so welcome to the first uh, time I've ever hosted a satanic recovery meeting I've been wanting to do it for a while why not now Um, so I'm going to start out with uh, as I said in the beginning uh, beyond belief agnostic musings for a 12-step life finally daily reflections for non-believers free thinkers and everyone um, by it's by a whole bunch of people so there's no by Um, but March 25th you can't think and hit the ball at the same time Yogi Berra born 1925 no one's knack for the obvious is more infamous than the Hall of Fame New York Yankee Yogi Berra. This same truth applies in golf, tennis, skiing, and maybe life, living life to the fullest. When you're in a game situation, we can't expect peak performance while analyzing our mechanics. We can practice dance moves in a class, but when the music starts for real, we can't dance fluidly and think about dance too. Taking time to meditate, visualize, or prepare uh, for the the day and, sorry, I uh, looked off the screen, Um, and then taking stock in the evening is how we get better at living up to our potential. In baseball terms, daily inventory is like reviewing the game stats, seeing what's working and what needs improvement. But at game time, at work, home, and play, we trust our instincts. Time won't allow for second guessing and proper execution. We won't always get it right, but how else will we learn other than by swinging and missing? Because we can't do two things at the same time if we are being bogged down with self-absorbed angst. A sure cure is to care for someone else. The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice... uh, Hey, how you doing? I'm going to just make sure that everybody's muted, so... Okay. Um, In the middle of... uh, The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. A key word here is practice. We are reversing the addictive, narcissistic, hardwired survival mode that found us thinking only of our own personal stats. Compassion is about oneness, not one, uh, one-upmanship. We don't serve others because we are better than them. We aren't looking for rewards or recognition. Everyone has shyness and fear when it comes to working with others. For some of us, time will reveal that we aren't gifted one-on-one workers. Working on committees or setting up meetings can offer the same escape from bondage of self. I have a choice of two gurus today. Um, Do I see that both baseball and Buddhism remind me of the same thing? That I'm not only, uh, that I'm not doing and not striving for self things can can bear greater fruit than focusing my attention 
on myself. Um, well, I don't really identify with sports, but it's a good read. So the main um, exhibition here. Um, so uncover thyself, or uncover Satan, recover thyself. A rational satanic recovery by Ben Dean. I do not own this. Um, um, uh, you know, just uh, pointing out Ben Dean, I highly recommend buying this. It changed my life. Um, I struggle in AA with uh, the God thing and all that stuff. And this really, uh, um, I'm hoping to read just this whole thing while we're quarantined and uh, once a day. And it is fantastic. Um, so going to get started. Oh, it's on Amazon. Uh, 14 bucks, 100% worth it. I, I, I it, it, You'll see. It it's really uh, breaks down. It's not just for recovery. Well, he writes it from a recovery standpoint, but I've given it to a couple of friends who aren't in recovery and they really loved it. All right. The, let me make sure I'm not skipping anything here. So I figure what I'll do is I'll just read as much as I can within an hour. Maybe it'll spill a little over because of the preface and introduction. I don't want to skip, uh, but they are short. So preface. Satanism and recovery. Oh, and I, afterwards, if you guys want to talk, then we can, or ladies, excuse me, um, humans is the better word, want to talk, we can. Um, preface. Satanism and recovery. I'm an alcoholic, and I followed the 12-step recovery process as set out by Alcoholics Anonymous. I have experimented with lots of other drugs, but alcohol is, one, is the one that gripped me and got a hold of me. I often get asked by both uh, confused Christians and confused Satanists as to how Satanism and recovery can work together. For me, it's really quite simple and simplified further when you look at it from a rational perspective and at the science behind it. Addiction is a psychological condition as much as it is physiological, emotional, and a social issue. Alcohol especially will only be addictive in, in a minority of cases with people who have a different chemical makeup in their brain. Most people, excuse me, I'm getting a little nervous here. Most people will not be compelled to drink, whereas an alcoholic will, no matter what, no matter how much he or she drinks. When alcohol enters my system, it does not affect me in the way it does a, quote, normal drinker. It starts off as a craving, then is only stopped when the body shuts down. The increase in blood alcohol levels would normalize, normalizes in quotes, and emotion, my emotions and behavior while also improving my functionality. By increasing my blood alcohol levels further, my functionality, functionality only improves unlike a normal drinker. This is the case until my blood alcohol level starts to drop through me slowing down my drinking or stopping at the end of the night. I would then appear to become more and more drunk quite rapidly, and people would say, I just went in, I just went a bit too far. It caught up with me. Or, you just had one too many again. There can be a point shortly after, uh, m there came a point shortly after my 24th birthday, having come around uh, from another seven-hour blackout on a bus on the wrong side of town. I went when I felt I needed to do something about my drinking as it was having a negative effect on my life. I had attempted to uh, deal with the situation on my own for a few years, but I had only been able to stop drinking for short periods. So I decided that this is the time I needed to get help. 
I was very wary, weary of attending AA, and I had impressions that it was very, quote, God-oriented. Don't get me wrong, it can be. The majority I have come across are Christian and Catholic. Here in the UK, though, I have met people of many different religious beliefs, from pagans, chaos magicians, atheists, Buddhists, to people who even believe that the sun is their higher power. The 12-step program from of AA is written from a Christian perspective, but can easily be adapted to fit the satanic point of view with a few word adjustments. Lots of people I see in recovery process in the recovery process tend to swap their slavery of addiction to their drug of choice to an addiction to addictive slavery of an imaginary God. I see lots of people achieving milestones in recovery only to sit there and thank God for doing them, blaming God if it all goes wrong. And I hear things like it wasn't part of God's plan in quotes. After being a slave to my addiction for so long, I vowed never to be a slave to anything again. As a Satanist, I take full responsibility for my own actions. I am the master of my own reality, no one else. I am a Satanist, and I am an alcoholic, but but I'm also a human, raw, emotive, flawed animal when stripped back to my bare bones. I lost sight of myself. I stopped living for myself. I stopped living in the now. I stopped enjoying my life and allowed the compulsion to drink to take over. I therefore made a decision that I had to do something about it. I had to get back what I had... uh, what I had so easily let slip. Take note of all the I's and the me's in the sentences. There was no flash of bright light or no angels coming down from the sky and telling me I had to stop drinking and change my ways. It was all me. When people have these delusionary visions, it's because... (sighs) Deep breath. Deep down in their subconscious, they know that they have a problem. They, however, are not ready to admit it, and because they can't bring this idea to their conscious, the subconscious has to create a fantasy vision, a hallucination, which can shock them into realizing the truth. When I decided to address my alcohol dependency, I no longer liked the person that was reflected back every day in the mirror. So I took responsibility for my actions and changed them from the inside out. Today, I, I look at the mirror with pride. I had... I have had to search the darkest recesses of my being through serious and honest self-examination. I have completely analyzed how, what, and why I reacted to my situations the way that I did. I have, ha- <clears throat> I have had to learn what my triggers are and how to avoid my reactions having a negative effect on my life. I have, I've had to learn the areas where I am weakest strengthen them and put things into place so that they were not so easily exposed and exploited. I haven't I have learned what my true strengths are and how to use them to my full advantage. Going through this process takes true strength and give, gave me the knowledge to understand the true power I have within. However, it is an ongoing evolutionary process for me and I will learn more about myself as I face new challenges. It is also uh, where the Future Proof Adaptability book really hit me home, hit home for me. I have gotten my alcohol, alcoholism under control by, uh, by not drinking. However, I have 
to be conscious, as with any addiction, that although I have stopped feeding my initial addiction and addictive personality traits stays within me uh, and will become attached to other things, I therefore need to focus my energy on positive things and things that can benefit me in my life. Otherwise, I can be sucked into focusing on negative behaviors, feeding off negative emotions that will become as destructive to me as drinking was. Because of this, I have utilized other aspects of my personal satanic path and become and done extensive work with the, the rune Thurzia. Thurzia. I've always struggled with that. Uh, Thurzia is one of the most commonly known, is more commonly known as the thorn. And may consider and may consider it a negative or even destructive rune. I have thought I have found though that due to my chaotic nature, it helps me to pinpoint my focus and uses it like an expert surgeon would a scalpel to remove any unwanted growths and cancers. The ten uh, ninety ten uh, percent thinking philosophy of rational Satanism. I'm going to throw in here some of this stuff. If you're not familiar with rational Satanism will be a little confusing. It was to me when I first read it, but later he explained some of these things. The 90-10 thinking philosophy of rational Satanism has been a revelation to me. It has allowed me to do things within the 10% to advance the general progress of my recovery and understand myself, where I would have stumbled before trying to find a different way of doing things. For example, when people talk of God or magic, I tend to think of things rationally in terms of psychology, tricks of the mind that can be done knowingly on yourself. Lots of things start in 10% as magic until I understand the science behind them and can implement them without the need for any kind of ritual or spell work in order for it to be successful. I do, th I do though, do things in reverse sometimes and th take things into 10% for the greater effect when I need a bit of push in the right direction. Even though I know the science behind what I'm doing, the mindset of ritual space will give things that extra edge I might need. I hope that if you are struggling in any form of addiction, what you read here and the philosophy behind rational Satanism will give you the strength to crush it, take charge, and find your true power within. Hail thyself, Ben Dean. I must create a system or be enslaved by another man's. I will not reason and compare. My business is to create. William Blake. I do not confess to being a saint or a guru in any shape or form, nor do I want to be. I do not hold myself in any higher regard than any other person in recovery or within any satanic circles. I do not have any fancy titles. I do not have any fancy academic qualifications. I have simply found through my years in recovery that I have a unique perspective that will hopefully help some of you to become who you are meant to be. I'm not going to bore you with my life story or try to massage my ego by trying to write the best worst drinking story ever. I'm simply going to tell you how I used rational Satanism, rational Satanism philosophy to get where I am now. I aim to give you, the reader, uh, a good enough grounding of rational Satanis Satanism philosophy so that, so that having to read other books within 
within the series is not essential. I would, however, re recommend them as a follow up on this book if you are con if you find a connection with the way I have done things. I will give you a a more in-depth understanding of the concepts used, allowing you to to ultimately develop your own ideas and system based on your own knowledge and understanding. This book is not designed to be a spoon feeding exercise with a set of rules to follow. It merely provides guidelines that you can adapt to wor work for you. This is not a quick fix solution. It's taken me over eight years of work to get to this point. I apologize. Um, where I feel I am able to share it. I will. I will only be able to write about it, about alcoholism as, as that is all I know uh, about from my own experience. However, the steps are adaptable to other addictions. You will be required to do your own research and workings to gain the best possible results. I in no way intend to write this as a self-help book. I'm just sharing it with you as a method that I use to stay off the drink. Check and make sure we're still running. Um, as with all other books in Rational Satanist collection, it is designed to give you a new perspective and a platform to work from. It is not finite or absolute. Addiction is progressive and adaptive issues uh, and your recovery process should be no different. The idea for this book sprang from the chapter I wrote for in S-Theory, which is another good book I suggest checking out. And this is now included in the preface of this edition. All right, uh, note, language. This book is written in British English, unless a direct quote, because hey, I'm, I'm British, born in London. So the English spelling of the punctuation used uh, that, that which has evolved from the original mother tongue in England. Sometimes it might look unfamiliar to you, excuse me, uh, if you are from out the outside of the UK, but it, it would have been unnatural for me to write it in any other way. I hope you will preserve this message because it is worth reading. It, if it helps, just imagine the words spelt in the way you like them. I like that he's, uh, you know, conscious of that. And note, citation, this book covers a lot of topics, many of them factual, of which I am not an expert and I've had to research in order to acknowledge fair use of other material, identify and give credit to authors as well as you uh, to locate them for further research. I have used a system of footnotes and notes from each chapter. Within the text, you will find a superscript number which refers to the note of the end of the chapter. Uh, also, if, at some point when I'm, it's a lot in chapter one, if you're like, hey, I wanna know more about that, there is a lot of notations, I can tell you what they are. Um, once again, I have not applied uh, the usual placement of the method for superscript numbers established in the American citation system, which you may now be familiar. I have followed the earlier British uh, convention, still used internationally and widely in scientific research. The footnote research number appears after the word, title, phrase, clause, and sentence, but before any punctuation marks, hence it will be placed before the full stop period at the end of the sentence uh, of the paragraph. It is, if it appears after the final punctuation, punctuation, it uh, relates to other, uh, of all the preceding paragraph and standby, um, the superscript number will also be placed in the quotation of the direct of the book. That's my best uh, disclaimer reading. Okay, chapter one, La Porte de Antifer. 
Laporta de Enfer, or the gates of hell, is where, where you have uh, that satanic paradigm shift. Or, to put it simply, the change in your perspective. It is the doorway you have to step through in order to see the AA steps from a satanic perspective, from the third aisle. The third side relates to the number three in the satanic mnemonic system. In, in the uh, nine satanic mnemonic system, I apologize, discussed below and further explained in Future Proof Adaptability, which is a later chapter, that we as rational Satanists uh, use to see past the face of the problem to distinguish its root course. You will see when we look at the steps in the following chapters that I have not changed any words of the original 12-step program. I have simply changed the way that you uh, look at them. This is uh, beneficial in meetings as you can use the same text that everyone else has, which is a great thing. It changed the way I sit in meetings. We are going to, to rationally look at the steps from a satanic perspective. As you go through the book, you will hopefully see that with a paradigm shift, pragmatic shift, um, of the self and new ways of looking at things. You can unlock areas that are were once blocked. Um, okay, and I have also re not removed, I have also removed the God aspect from the areas where I thought it was wedged into the action programs. So you do not need to wash over them or fight against it as I did. This approach will hopefully allow you to, to move forward to a more comfortable pace. I have not changed the fundamental principles of the program in any way. So if you have done this program before and it has failed, it is because you have not been asking yourself the right questions as opposed to what you may have been told uh, that your answers are wrong. Having shared this idea with other alcoholics in the rooms of AA, some of whom have a quarter of a century of atheist atheist recovery behind them, they have been doing they they have been very encouraging. Many have said they wished that they had seen things from this from that angle from the start. I hope that you can carry this new perspective that you learn uh, and adapt and apply it to your own program. But I think more importantly, once you recognize this paradigm shift and obtain this new perspective, you need to let others know that uh, there is a gateway to the rational satanic recovery program. Hell yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Um, like this, like most occult knowledge, it is hidden in plain sight. Ju you just need to know where to look for um, for it within yourself. I apologize, sometimes my brain gets before my mouth, that's why I stutter, so I'll try and slow down. Um, uh, like most occult knowledge, it is hidden in plain sight. You just need to know where to look for it uh, within yourself. You might also be wondering why I wrote the title for, uh, uh, of this chapter in French, not English. Well. If you search for uh, for the French title, you will discover an amazing piece of artwork, which will most certainly increase your understanding. Pause real quick. For those of you who have a computer, um, hopefully you can see that. It is a pretty dope artwork. Um, okay, sorry. Um, it, amazing piece of artwork, which will most almost certainly increase your understanding. An inquisitive approach while reading this book will uh, 
reap dividends in the benefit you will gain from it. If things resonate with you, then you need to look further than just the pages, as you should with any text you read, to find um, to find hidden gems in plain sight for all those who choose to look. If you have that drive to consistently know more, if you ask questions, listen, research, and then formulate your own ideas and opinions based on what you have studied, then ask more questions. Then you might have an S-type personality. Self-evolution and development are sadly not going to happen to the human race naturally, and we consider it limited to we consider it limited to individuals that only have the S-type personality, a heightened awareness of the world and the natural abilities to see things from a net, uh, another perspective are satanically evolved aspects that you already own. But even these can grow into personal, in, grow to personally, rationally, and pragmatically better thyselves. 90-10 thinking is mentioned throughout this book as a key part of rational Satanism. So, to help avoid confusion, here are some simplified explanations of how it works. Rational, critical, logical thinking set firmly, uh, set, sit firmly and make up most of the whole of the 90%. The remaining 10% is allocated room for the irrational events that you can't explain. Once, once you accept this par paradigm, it allows you to consider moving uh, thoughts from one part uh, to the other. The benefit of this is that if you have difficulty understanding something in the rational 90% part uh, where your internal thoughts are, you can move it to the irrational 10% part with your external thoughts, which are unexplained. In this 10% part, you can work on thoughts without affecting the 90% uh, until if ever you have, sorry, itch until you have ever molded or manipulated ideas sufficiently to return to your rational side. If you are not familiar with other books in the Rational Satanism series, I'm, only, I'm now going to provide a brief description of the nine satanic mnemonics so that you, uh, you can see how it fits in, in when mentioned later in this book. The mnemonic system is described to aid the memory and cease and ease recall. So. Here are the nine satanic mnemonics. One, there is only one, you. Two, it's, two, it's two way. Three, it's the third side. Four, the fourth dimension. Five, five S's for success. Six, the six R attributes. Seven, the seven steps. Eight, the eight satanic cognitive realms of existence. And nine, the ninth gate. So now we're going to explain those. One, there is only one you. This is you confirming that you are an individual and refusing any other indulgence to change who it is you are with are without logical uh, evaluation. I fucked that up. I got to read that again because it's so important. This is you confirming you are an individual and refusing any outside influence to change who it is that you are without logical evaluation. Rational Satanism realizes that there is only one where the system is concerned, the self. And that's what the system is here for, not to follow, but to evolve the self to, uh, best, to the best it can be. You need to remember it's you that's important 
and it's you that you must find. Rational Satanism is designed for the self, not to follow, but to adapt to a system that works for you. Two, it's two, it's two way. <laughs> it's funny to read out loud. All right. When we speak of magic, um, when we speak of magic, and it's spelled the, you know, the old way, not, uh, you know, I'm sure most of you know the spelling I'm talking about. We realize it's simply intent. There are those of us who take more of or liking to the metaphysical side of greater magic. And then there are those of us who don't venture into the metaphysical and spend all of our time in the practical 90-10 thinking um, can make the subject, uh, subjective objective. But it's a two-way working. Sorry. But it's a two-way working. One will not work without the other. It's, it's a duality. The metaphysical won't work without the physical, no matter what the intent or how strong it is. It's not about claiming to have magic, magical powers or special magical titles. It's about the will of the individual. For me, this is why I incorporate chaos magic into the system as part of an S-theory overlap. What I intend to do is to use the five S's for success, to look at what I want to change and, and what needs to push through magic. Then using the uh, satanic third side, I will look into the science about how it works and then apply it by attaching it to my own will, either through ritual or sigil crafting. Three, the third side. There is, there is not two sides to every story, but three. The third side is where the evidence is gathered, and socially gained influences are stripped without leaving the evidence of the situation sh uh, showing what it actually is. The Satanist can easily determine what is ultimately right from the issue by inserting logical reasoning into the problem and actually finding out the root cause. This safeguarding third side also allows Satanists to view all parts of the occult logically. When we look at mythology, magical orders, and anything else from the realms of fantasy, we look at them from the third side. This is a mental forming of pros and cons that allow us to make pragmatic uh, use, usage from our natural, logical reasoning. For me, it was looking at the science behind how magic works and applying it. Four. The fourth dimension. Okay, so you're probably thinking astral realms or alternative dimensions where people play with mystical beings. What we, as rational Satanists, term as the fourth dimension is the, uh, is the inherent. It can be a great tool, readily av available, especially in terms of mobility with smartphones, but don't get sucked into your life on, uh, um, on it. Use it as a tool to experience the physical world around you and go outside. As you can probably tell from my tan, uh, I get quite a bit. Five, the five S's for success. Kratzkian, Kazian, new, in parentheses, new spirit, as it was originally called in, uh, in its creation in Japan, is designed to reduce waste and increase productivity on a whole. This methodical system excuse me, comprises of five pillars, which are sort, set, shine, standardize, sustain. Okay, 
So first of all, we're gonna going to we are going to sort your problems into different groups. Set a, out a priority of importance. Shine or clear the area by making action action plan and following it through. Standardize. This system is for all your problem solving and increasing your efficacy. And and lastly, to try and sustain it. Simple, really, when it's laid out like that. Six. The six R attributes. The following six R attributes are uh, what we view what we view to make up each set of rational Satanists uh, in some form in their own 90-10 rational thought or process. One, recognition. Knowing you are different with a natural heightened sense of self. Two, rationally having clear thought based on reason and logic. Three, uh, retribution, taking vengeance on those who have wronged you. Four, ramifications, the ability to accept and take any consequences of your actions. Love that. Um, five, realist, not living in a dream world, wishing for things. We, we go out and get them. Also love that. Six, reality, we live in the objective reality, which we carve from rash, rational thoughts and reason. Sorry, uh, seven, the seven steps. These seven steps are all burning in the black flame. It's the rational Satanist strength of mind. It's our natural perspective, allowing desires, thoughts, and actions to be a mirror reflection of what we see in our minds. We see the steps as a foundation of our cognitive process, strengthening the S-type personality and superior intuition. It's down the individual to it's down to the individual to adapt these steps into a process and order that works for them. But with these mental foundations, it will be it will easily build a solid structure. The seven steps are as follow: one, desire. Always have the desire to make something happen. Will it, not wish it. Two, determination fuels the black flame. Never give up. Drive forward towards personal success. Three, confidence. Remember, you will never be a fully you will never be fully confident while you care what others think. Fuck yeah. Four, failure. Learn from it. Don't dwell in it. Use the perspective we have to bounce back stronger with the safeguard technique in place so it doesn't happen again. Five, resilience. Mental resilience allows us to adapt our thinking to withstand stressful situations and gain strength as we gain better thinking. Six, pressure. Don't worry about things you can't control. That's not your problem. Craft your mental strength by acting on what you can control so the pressure is easily handled. Seven, doubt is a must for the satanic mindset. Doubt is what allows us to always strive for improvement. Fuck yeah. Um, eight, the eight satanic realms of cognitive, uh, the eight satanic cognitive realms of existence. These sets of tools are described in more detail in a later chapter. They are essentially the part of the paradigm shifting, which in turn supports S theory. For the sake of completeness, here is a very brief overview. The eight realms represent an internal hierarchy whereby the, the individual Satanist, by crafting their own system and not mimicking someone else's, eventually achieves the Godhead when, we all, when all the personal blocks fall into place. And this is 
fucking awesome. Um, let me get you know, nice and good. Okay. Um, the realm in ascending orders are one revelation. The initial revelation of turning to Satanism is considered a realm of its own. Two, knowledge. The knowledge we absorbed is what carves out the path and our direction of thought. Three, comprehension. All of that knowledge you've acquired to need, you'll need uh, to make sense of. Let me do that again. I'm sorry. Three, comprehension. All of that knowledge you've acquired you'll need to make sense of. Four, analysis. 90-10 thinking concept will truly come into play to analyze and realize what you are and what works for you. You will create your own personal thinking fact, fraction uh, to take you further. Five, synthesis. Essentially create a complex personal system uh, whole by which the process of combining knowledge, comprehension, and the analysis using di dialectic reasoning based on knowledge. That's explained later. Um, I still don't get it, and I've read it. Uh, six, application. Experimentation and discovery to test out your ideas and personal understandings of practical applicability until you can begin applying your system to your objective reality. Seven, demigodhead. In this realm, you are still taking that self-personification, but you haven't ascended to the full godhead yet. Eight, the godhead. When this realm is reached, you truly know the self and actually what the self wants. You solidly have your personal fraction relating to your thought processes and have obtained the pragmatic maxim of applicability. This realm is yours and yours to own. It contains a, the, a large golden throne uh, that the internal beast will sit in comfortably, watching you reap the rewards of the system it, the, of your system is bringing you. As Satanists, we will always be on the quest for knowledge. But when the Godhead is achieved and understood, all of the other realms become redundant, as all will take place in the Godhead realm. We understand ourselves to the extent that we have the techniques in place that allow us to add to our personal uh, system easily without having to wonder whether the self is right. We are now truly our own God. Fuck yeah. Um, nine, the ninth gate. The final satanic mnemonic is the ninth gate. Is not just a great movie by Johnny Depp. The ninth, <laughs> I forgot about that. The ninth gate represents a psychological portal that you can uh, only open once you completely understand the self. As we know, individuality and mastery of our own world is a vital part of Satanism. Let us put aside the idea of a Christian God for a minute. Let's go back to the first ideas and concepts of gods or spirits as the primitive human race saw them. These spirits or gods, whatever you call them, were based on aspects of their lives that they couldn't explain. For example, the sun, the wind, the rain, so on and so forth. Obviously, we now know that what these forces are, are and more importantly, they can be explained due to, to the advances of scientific knowledge over the last few hundred years. 
because these mysterious influences were important to the primitive man's need to survive and they had no science to back them back them up what was happening they made them gods as in specifically as in specifically named deities these types of gods would have been worshiped and appeased in the hopes of gaining the results that they were after an excellent illustration of that is the rain dance performed performed in the hopes of bringing forth rain to allow the crops to grow and provide food for the tribe. LaVey goes on to modernize this somewhat in the Satanic Bible and, and give God the ego aspect in the chapter, The God You Save May Be Yourself. He explains that gods are simply man-made things that stem from man's own ego that he cannot deal with, and so he has to externalize them. This mindset, I think, came from when when men realized that tribes would do anything to satisfy their gods in the hope of a reward. It It's at this point that I think most people get that venomous taste in their mouth. Let's utilize both uh, these aspects of God and use them in a way that is useful to us Satanists. If we take the Jung idea of shadow working, um, which is another good thing you, uh, if you're interested, shadow working by Jung, um, this combines our ego and aspects of us that we do not understand by making them conscious. Essentially, we are using our 90-10 thinking in the most effective way and taking the internal and making the external to be molded and then replaced the new working model uh, back into the internal. So basically, we are going to look at it like this. Your personal symbol is Satan, or whomever you choose to use, or and you sit on your throne in your godhead. You, around you, are your demigods and demons. These are the aspects of the personality that you can set forth and use once you have mastered them, who they are, and how to use them. This place is where you will be able to explore ideas about what makes you angry or how your anger reacts in different situations. You'll learn to understand it and use it to your advantage. So next time you see the word God, don't look at it with anger and, and the taste of venom on your tongue. Just smile. You know that it's talking about you. I need to some fucking metal cords in there. Um... We'll go a little bit longer, but then I have to pee. Uh, yeah, this isn't too long. Okay, defining God. Let's start with a more simple definition uh, before we delve into the more complex answers and then dissect those further. God, the perfect, all-powerful spirit or, or being that is worshipped especially by Christians, Jews, Muslims as the one who created the rules of the universe. A spirit or being that has great power, strength, knowledge, etc., and that can affect nature and the, the lives of people. One of various spirits or beings worshipped in some religions. Next one is a person who, a person and especially a man who is greatly loved or admired. Note, it is quite clear from any study of the idea of God being perfect is a false one. And any study of the Old Testament will prove that the Great Flood story uh, being a perfect example of this. 
So let us now look at the full dictionary definition. Note, I have combined several definitions from different dictionaries to give the most detailed description possible. Pronunciation, God, noun, one. In Christianity and other monotheistic religions, the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority, the supreme being. Dun, dun. Two, God, in certain other religions, a superhuman being or spirit worshipped as having power over nature, human fortune, fortunes, or with relevance to the particular attribute, a deity, a moon god, Hindu, god Vishna, Vishnu. Excuse me. Two, an image, animal, or other subject worshipped worshipped as divine or symbolizing god, wooden gods of the Congo. Uh, this is annotated like hell. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, I apologize. I'm not going to read the annotations. Two, used as a conventional personification of fate. He, he dialed the number and the gods relenting got through at once. Two, lowercase um, god. One of the several deities, especially a male deity, presiding over some portion of worldly affairs. Two, four often lowercase, a supreme being according to the, some particular conception, the God of mercy. Three, God, a greatly admired or influential person. He, he has little time for fa fashion victims or whom he is a God. Three, one, a thing according to the supreme importance appropriate to a God. Don't make money your god and some of this might be weird reading out loud and i apologize because it's just it's basically just a shitload of definitions for the gods informal the gallery in the theater that they they sat in the gods five christian science <laughs> i can't just help but laugh um the supreme being understood as life truth love mind soul spirit principle Six, used to express disappointment, disbelief, weariness, frustration, annoyance, or the like. God, do we have to listen to this nonsense? Not sure why that's in there. Um, here's the definition, though. Um, origin of the word God, Middle Eastern, Old English, cognitive with Dutch God, German Gott, uh, Old Norse Goth, and Gothic Guth. Um, so before we look at the definitions in more detail, uh, here is a Bible quote. <laughs> thou shall not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 23. Taken from the King James Version of the Bible, implying that there are, in fact, other gods. It is also, it also claims in Exodus that he is a very jealous God. So now that we've looked at the definition of God, Christianity's own confession to that there are other gods in the previous chapter, how uh, primitive religions brought about the existence of God from an internal, um, internal entity into the external one in the attempt to understand and make sense of it. Delving further into this idea of God and looking at the matter of the theist, Looking at the matter from a theistic perspective, if God was ever present, he would have to live within you to be a part of you to some degree. Question mark. If we look at the idea of God from being subjective, per, from a subjective perspective, God will be different to different people. 
If God is made in our own image, then it makes hating others that look and act differently easier to do. And so true. And therefore, easier to impose harsh controls on these different, on people different than us. So, sadly true. Um, if God means something different to different people, then any God has to be a personal God. Does that, uh, does that then not make each and every one of us our own gods able to answer our own prayers? Are you not, as the definition above uh, state, able to, quote, affect nature and people, the people's lives around you by either your actions or your words? Or do you not preside over, quote, some portion of worldly affairs? Of course you do. You preside over your own worldly affairs. You are the ruler of your own universe and you are in control of your own thoughts and actions with the power to change them and it um, and change them if and when you want externalization of quote god's power only goes as far to explain the things that we as individuals cannot explain as discussed in the previous chapter however when presented with the factual evidence to explain away the beauty and magic of this event it is still down to the individual to take on board this perspective it is also responsible it is also the responsibility of a person presenting the facts to understand and accept that the other individual may well be quite content with their own current definition no matter how delusional you may think it is just because you feel you are in enlightened in quotes um, it, you are an enlightened individual do not go presuming that others want to be enlightened also be content with your own conclusions and question them when necessary to further cement them, but don't expect others to be like you.